No matter what we face, we must face the moment of truth, baby. Another episode of the Stereo Bros Podcast. It's your purveyor of all things pumpkin spice, pistachio, and Patagonia. <laughs> it's your boy PL. Greetings, 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 everybody. It's Hat Shepsu. What's up, guys? It's Jazzy. And we are here recording in the midst of a lot of things, things of Um <laughs> A lot uh, of things. I think the first thing. We can jump right into is Astral World and the backlash from the uh I guess it was like a security breach um at the festival and a good amount of people died and people are getting sued and people are they're speculating that it was like a ritual that he performed and what I didn't hear that part. Yeah, no, some people heard that. it's a ritual. And I mean, as somebody who has and they can possible, sacrifice people to move further into the Illuminati. I don't I was <laughs> just talking about that with my cousin literally yesterday. Yeah, no funny shit. No funny shit. E. That's exactly what they, they like some of the people mm-hmm. are saying. Yeah, okay. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, so I don't like as somebody who has like claustrophobia to the point where I get anxious and like that's why I don't go to concerts and shit like that. Seeing that many people packed together, you can't move. It's scary enough for me. And then the stampedage, like I've been in, I was at uh, MetLife for a Giants game and it was crowded and people become very pushy and your arms and shoulders can't really move if it's too, like that's a scary ass feeling. So Mm -hmm. to not be able to move safely away is scary as shit, but condolences to the families of the people that lost, you know, their lives in there. I just have to kind of wonder out loud is it you know too soon to be going to these festivals to begin with because of the rona and second um you know whether or not you think there was some type of ritualistic aspect to it um how do we feel about attending these kind of concerts festivals and you know should we encourage our listeners to not go if it's up to me i'm gonna say no because i've been to governor's island and getting off of that motherfucker is hard hard well as someone that has been outside a lot this year um i mean those are never really like those types of i mean the last concert i went to like that was like made in america and i haven't been to one of those in like six yeah same you know so i think it's for younger people People that are a little more nimble. <laughs> so head nimble. Trying to go somewhere. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Listen, we still 30s. We still 80s babies. So we, we that we are that we are, but I mean my knees don't work the same as my seven years ago knees. I don't know about y'all, but um pause. pause. Okay, and, I 
Okay. <laughs> I'll blame that on your your purveyance of the city girl, make the stallion. Right. Exactly, exactly. But in general, like I, you know, I think it's people that are more willing to take risks are the people that are going to be attracted to those crowds. I think his fan base is a certain type of person, or you know, people that like that kind of thing you know they like the mosh pit they like the danger they like you know and i I liken it to y'all remember in school i don't know uh wait steph you went to skylar no i went to barton you went to barton okay um but remember when we used to yell bum rush in the hallway (laughs) and it was so much fun like it was exhilarating you know what i mean (laughs) like but only a young mind would think about, oh my God, this is no, so fun. Not, oh my gosh, somebody could be hurt on the yeah. other side. Or I did think that too, though. I was a guy like, part of me was like, this this doesn't feel safe, guys. <laughs> you know, it just hit me. Skylar was your middle school, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I went to Catholic school. So oh, I you went to Yeah, I went to private Jazzy, school. you're not supposed to bring that up. Remember, <laughs> the lawsuits are still pending. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Um, yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, I agree with you, Jazzy. I feel like um, a certain type of people who like ragers go to those kinds of things. I can't <laughs> imagine myself in in a mosh pit. That's just not my kind of thing, you know. But still, you know, it was a huge failure. It was a huge failure on um, on the event producers, on the concert producers. When I heard about it, even before the death toll, you know, was rising. I was like, damn, his insurance is about to go up (laughs) because of this. I don't understand why they didn't stop it after the first, you know, um, breakthrough of the gate earlier in the day. I don't know why someone didn't put a pause to the rest of the show after the fact, especially since you have a capacity, like a capacity limit. So it would I just some it seemed like a big money grab, like people just needed to make the money. And so um, unfortunately, this is where we're at. As far as people being there, you know, well, not being there, but like this concert being too early because of the Rona, I feel like, um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's almost an obby, right? I feel like any concert was 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 too early, if we're being honest, you know? But um, 500,000 people, no, like, like there, was an, there wasn't an approved escape strategy. Like, I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, we were too. This was not. This wasn't safe. It wasn't a. It wasn't a, a good idea. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. Sorry, I tried to mute it. Um, no, what's up? No. Yeah. yeah, that's a that's a good point too. Because and listening to the radio, people are like, "Yo, at concerts, people die. People pass out. Mm-hmm. It's just the nature of the game." And I'm just like, "What the?" F-? So you, going to a, a thing, not knowing if you want to come home, is kind of wild. Yeah. But they said that, you know, at all of these festivals, where it's like, you know, the mosh pit, you know, things like that, it gets crazy. And I thought about Kid uh, Kid Rock's, you know, rock boat. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he still has it, but back in the day, people used to die on this cruise with him, where it's like they partying hard, they doing cocaine, and people would die on this, on this thing. And it was okay. And I'm just like... I don't get it. I don't get the desire to be around somebody that much or to experience something that much that you would, you know, risk your life or like party to your life ending. I mean, 
you know, to each their own, but I guess I don't understand the motivation there. Cause I can just put my beats pill on and, and <laughs> just put some music on. Yeah. Well, to each its own, to each their own, you know? So yeah, I mean, some people do see the value and they do this. So they accept the risk, you know, it is what it is. No one should die going to a concert. It like, you know, I, like that, I feel like you go to listen to music, you go to experience an artist, you don't go to die. Exactly. I think that's an unrealistic expect, like, like liability, like you might die mm-hmm. at this concert. It's kind of nuts, you and know. I mean, it happens because of lack of secure, not lack of security, but in terms of organizing, organization, yeah. and 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 management. Yeah. Um, but you know, certain events have higher risks than others. And yeah. You got to be. And now everybody getting sued, baby. If you had anything to do with anything, you are getting sued. <laughs> Which I the sad thing is I'm pretty sure somewhere within the ticket thing where people just don't read, they just click. Mm-hmm. You assume a certain amount of risk. So that's mm-hmm. gonna wipe out a lot of lawsuits. Yeah. And then there's also a certain amount of like there's a damage cap. And there's a, there's a liability cap. So the damage cap caps what the insurance folks and whoever else will be liable for. And then there's also going to be a liability cap that'll probably exclude certain things. The only thing that you can't really um, exclude from your liability is gross, gross negligence, yeah. fraud, and, and willful misconduct in most states. Now, this is in Texas. So Texas is going to Texas. But... <laughs> Right. But I think there's a I think there's an argument for willful misconduct because some people knew you had to like, know you you saw people passing out. There's people jumping, talking to the cameramen. People are not people are dying. You passing people passed out to the front of the crowd. Like no, so yeah. they wanted their money. Yeah, they, I mean, to, they probably had to finish the ritual if they started it. <laughs> and I would think that would think too that. <laughs> If they were mid-concert and they stopped, would that have exacerbated anger and made people get even more volatile? Nah. Well, I I, that's been an argument, though. Here's what I think. I think that, like, there's a certain level of enchantment that the celebrity you're going to see has, Right. If you pay this money, you're in this hostile ass environment because of the level of enchantment that you got going with this this artist. If the person tells you, everybody, I need you to chill out for a second. We want to make sure everybody's safe. I don't think that's going to cause your fans to like bug out on you because they want to hear more music. Now, granted, I'm not I don't I don't know. I don't have like I'm not like a profiler. So I don't I don't have a study on <laughs> Travis Scott fans, but um they spend a lot of money on him and his merch and his fast food meal. So that's why I'm saying I'm like if if Travis Scott were to have been, and that's probably why the people are trying to put this on him, if he had pulled the Selena and just been like, hey yo, everybody, I need y'all to like, you know, take it easy for a second. We just want to make sure a couple people are not in that in the crowd are safe. They might have chilled. They might have chilled. It's not unreasonable to 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 assume. Reasonable assumption. Look at you sounding all L Woods is out here. Like you about to, you about to get your, your JD has <laughs> chef suit Esquire. Okay, Viola Davis is my uh um, oh. <laughs> I hate that show. 
That was a good show. Nah, listen, if one of you, you know, do well, you'll get a job at my law firm of three. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here respectfully. Respectfully. It was entertaining. Yes, yeah, until they started to like. Actually, make, not factually accurate, but at very all. entertaining. As a former law student, I was very annoyed at how they depicted certain aspects of it. But um, it's all good. Yeah, yeah. I'm a young CEO. I'm Shug. <laughs> That's how we gonna open it up. That's how we gonna open it up. Um, Funny a, enough, I, I was driving. I just heard another lyric of his, and it was like she she told me to go to the store and get some condoms. I told her I have enough time. <laughs> let me let me I, I let me get the exact quote. That's literally this the song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, <laughs> Danny Lay music to me, she was a great artist. Um, She's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. She's out of here. Don't do that to me. Don't she do that to was me. a great artist. It was she's a, known her. She makes she makes good music. I've actually I'm behind on music because Max B dropped a project that I haven't had time to consume yet. Um, I'm still listening to the Anne Marie album. I'm still listening to uh, um who's the new chick? Who's MJB Junior? Summer Walker. She's Mary J. Blige Jr. So I love Summer Walker. I can't relate to some of this content, which I praise God. Um, but <laughs> Me but I love how she strings together a melody. I I will nah, I she's will dope. and crow all the lyrics. She's dope. I think my new favorites are probably tied between Anne Marie, Mariah the Scientist, and Ari Lennox. Because it's something about Ari Lennox and Mariah's you know, range, but Anne-Marie got, like, the, the saucy content, but Ari Lennox just got that, like, that I'm eating, like, a veggie patty and just, like, <laughs> like, just listen, just zoned out listening to her shit, like, you know, but anywho. Ari Lennox is, like, your homegirl with mad talent. Like, she's, like, the like ev- the cool homegirl. Everyone is mm-hmm. cool with her, and she happens to be wild talented. And, 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 and don't go that hard. Like, just like, it come easy to her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so people, yeah, yeah. she's she's like, you know, she's enchanting. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that song with her and Jasmine Sullivan. Oh my gosh. Um, First of all, this woman can sing, okay? Yeah. She can sing. <laughs> I'm all for the lusty tunes. You know, that one in particular, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, it's a song by Ari Lennox and Jasmine Sullivan. It's called... I mean, yeah. that's, that's all. I heard that and I was just like, hmm, this is a very interesting choice of words, ladies. Go <laughs> on, proceed, Pro- <laughs> proceed, please. Um, but yes, Danny Lay has good music, but bad taste in men. And this saga, you know, started actually a while back ago because she was like, she was throwing shots at his baby mother and saying like, Niggas want me. She's Dominican throwing the N-word around, which is a loaded topic, right? Yeah. And she seemed to be clowning his baby mama's position. And fast forward. So what I'm not going to do, first off, what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to 
criminalize the victim here because she's a victim. So I'm not going to criminalize her. So I'm not going to start with Danny Lay. I'm going to start with um, the baby. And I'll just say as a man that the things I can't tolerate are men laying with a woman raw, having a baby, and then shitting on the woman as if the woman being a bug out biologically or otherwise is her fault, right? I need everybody that listens to this podcast to find a song by Cameron. It's called Bottom of the Pussy Hole. And you will, no, 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 just stay with me. Stay with me. Stay with me. Excuse me? Stay with me. Stay with me. This song, if you find the original version, he has this, this lady, like this sex lady um, who's talking is like, women, y'all can't let a man hit the bottom of your vagina hole because you're going to run around crazy behind them. <laughs> And not know why. Oh no, that was a real talk. I've heard yeah, that. I've so heard that. Yeah. He into the song. I've he heard was like, that. Yeah. I hit the bottom of the pussy hole, and and then you know, chick got crazy on him, etc. But I think that men have to just be more responsible. And if she's a pretty face, and and you just want to, you know, lay lay with her, tell her, you know, give her agency over her body. Has Shep's voice, and. <laughs> And if you don't want to have a kid with this woman, don't lay with her raw, bro. And then second, if you don't want her attached, don't lay with her. Just, just have mad mukbangs and and do mad foreplay, right? But <laughs> but we gotta stop as men. We gotta just be more responsible as black men with who we bring into this world. And then second, what I really need is for motherfuckers to stop doing messy shit on the internet. Right, like this, this like she feeding your kid, yeah, like titty halfway out, and you recording her, my dude. Yeah. Like, like I'm sorry, but as a man, there's certain shit I don't stand for. Right, like even if she was being a pain in the ass, so what? Guess what? Women once they have a kid, make sure I can't be her right now. But <laughs> once they have a kid and they are healing and they're nursing, they not in the best mental state. Not in a in a bad way, but it's a lot, mm-hmm. right? First time mother, second time mother, their body's changing, their nursing. Assuming the nursing is going well and there's no difficulties there, assuming the birth was okay and she doesn't have postpartum depression, and assuming that you guys actually get along and you supported her through a pregnancy, maybe she's in a decent mental state, but she's hormonal, She's mature. It's a lot going on that her her mental state is not going to be for you. Once a woman has kids, bro, you come second. Well, double entendre, but <laughs> you're not the biggest priority in her life. And these beta males and these, you know, little boys out here can't take that. And they start lashing out on women. So, listen, I I pray for clarity and, you know, for her. For her to have clarity, for her to have an environment to raise the youngling in a healthy way, and he got to just get out of his own way. That's some straight, straight clown shit to be um, treating a woman like that, and then treating the mother of your child like that. In Jazzy's voice, that's the mother of a child. Like you can't be doing that. Like you, it's, it's it's simply inexcusable. And I think that I hope women generally learn from this example and go get you. A good, a good wholesome dude with a a nine to five 
that's going to sit home and don't want to go, you know, to these lounges every weekend for, you know, drinks and dirty wines. Get you a good man and stay away from these these dudes that you have no future with. Because a lot of these dudes that are still little boys themselves can't, like, you can't raise a man. And a lot of these dudes is little boys and men. Actually, they're not in men clothing. they little boys in tight Italian clothes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, little boys, get you a man. Yeah, the baby is um, disgusting. That behavior was disgusting. I've never, I've just never had to be, like, I've just never been witness to nothing like that before. You know what I mean? I can't watch the whole shit. It was, it was the, it's, it's disgusting. And then, you know, I felt bad for Danile. I, I felt, I, I felt a, there were a couple of different experiences. One, I felt bad for her. I also felt like, dang, girl, you know, this is what niggas was trying to warn you about you know and you had the nerve to just start clowning the other women too not knowing that you were signing yourself up to be one of them mm-hmm. you know so I, there was a certain level of disappointment but not a lot because you know she she willfully walked into that you know but what I what I what I couldn't um what what also what also stung just a little bit was watching you know just like the the behavior in like the comment sections of all of this stuff right was uh mainly the um immediate shift to girl you should have knew better and girl you should have and it's like dang come on guys this man was terrible mm-hmm. this man was terrible can we can we for a all for a second suspend the the need the desire to teach a woman a lesson can we suspend that for a second and just call this shit what it actually is it was fucking disturbing but I don't even think people held the baby accountable for like putting the child on camera. Yeah. And like there was not enough scolding of him no. for, for me. No. Because I mean, even if in the event you want to, you know, if this is a motion, we're going to assume all the facts that he's stating them, right? Talk to him. Like, even so, like you're dead wrong, bro. Like, <laughs> what, what, like, what are you? You're mad wrong. You're mad wrong. <laughs> like, a woman, like you said, she's emotional. She's has your child. She's trying to provide food for your child. She's saying, "Oh, he put me up." You're gonna kick your child out of a house and put them on the street. Like, if the house is big enough, and you got help there. Why don't you call her, like, hey, hey, mama, come get your daughter or, or come stay here. And, and like, if the house is big enough, right, put her in a room, like, or get more help or, like, stay in a hotel. Like, have your people stay with her, call her people up. There's other things you could have did. Like, he could have had maybe her mama or her pops or somebody come and stay in the house, too, as, like, a, as like a mediator. You got your people's there. And y'all work that shit out. But I really, like, I don't know. Like, I really, one, you know, has said what you nailed it. And that's why I stopped myself from starting with her. Because it's, it's, it's certain shit that, as a man, you got to just excuse. Like, listen, women ain't really logical like that a lot of the times. And that's no knock on women. That's just like... um. In this in this situation, you can't really fault them. You can't say, 
Because I hear this all, all the time. Bro, she bugging. Like, my baby mom's bugging. I'm like, what, what happened, bro? Yo, she tripping about fucking me watching the kid. I'm like, my, bro, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yo, bro, she tripping. She keep asking for money. And, and bro, what the fuck? Bro, I spent 30000 last year on tuition. Fuck you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but, bro, yo, I'm saying, like, yo, son, she, yo, I'll be hungry. And, yo, bro, she is thinking about protecting your child. It's mad trash women that don't have a good maternal instinct. If she's saying, figure out your own fucking dinner, but your kid wants for nothing, if she's tending to that kid around the clock and you get to pop in and pop out, you better be fucking grateful and make sure she needs whatever the fuck she wants. Like, I mean, like, she should want for nothing, right? Like, like lick toes and rub her back and whatever bad carbs she wants or trash TV she want to watch. And if she want to hear some walk, like, do whatever the fuck, because... The privilege of you being able to turn your parent on and off mm-hmm. is her and that shit around the clock. You get to turn that shit off. Yeah. You get to say, get the fuck out of here with the kid, which yeah. is fucked up. See the, the latest insecure, well, not the latest, but the insecure episode with Lawrence and Kyle. I'm behind. I'm behind. Yeah. I've only seen the first the first episode, and I heard that they doing my son Lawrence dirty. So we're going to have to talk about that shit because what we're not going to do well, is it's not, it's not a similar situation, but it definitely shows the differences that men and women play during gestation and um, the, immediate birth, the immediate birth of a child and like what those experiences are when people are not together. Yes. And, and the thing too, is that as a father of two, like I take mad pride in that shit. So I like every day I try to like, it's my mandate to pick my kids up and drop them off to school every day. I don't care how busy work is. Nah, midday. Fuck that. I'm picking my kids up. Hey, Khalil, can we do? No, hard stopping too, bro. <laughs> right. And if my wife is just like, hey, I'm tired. Go to sleep. Kids, we out. We hop in the car. We eating some bad carbs, we, whatever, right? I think a lot of men aren't healed and don't understand that. Like, I do think there's a there's a part of us that remain childlike in our, our spirit. And that's why we have like our hobbies and our different things that we kind of take to. So like I'm big on dinosaurs and all types of nerd shit like that. Yes, I watch all Jurassic Parks. No judgment. I'm sorry. I was just, nah. I was just surprised. Not so good. I mean, I ain't telling you about my, well, I'm telling you now, I guess. So the world knows <laughs> I like dinosaurs. Fuck it. But <laughs> we have like a childlike part of us that if we don't get to heal from a traumatic childhood, then when we get old enough, we're still trying to find somebody to be like our new parent. And we're still trying to like feed that, that childlike part of us that might've been hurt as a kid. And unfortunately, a lot of black men are running around childlike because niggas never grow up. Uh, the baby. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, the name fucking says it all. So, yeah, man, men, listen, we got to do better and we got to hold each other accountable. No fuck shit shall prosper amongst us. We got to hold, like, if, if your homeboy got a fucked up baby mother, he should go get custody. Right. Like it shouldn't be no 
gonna just do for my kid. Like I get the thought behind it, but you gotta what doing for your kid is the time. Don't just drop over hundred dollars. You know, put the video games down and actually take your kid and just sit with them for an hour and talk to them. Take them out to eat. Show them what you want them to think about you and about the world. It ain't the it ain't the time, it's the quality of the time. And you don't want to recreate traumas either. And it, I'm sorry, but this shit is just unacceptable to me. Like, I'm one of them people that I hate to see kids abused. I don't like seeing people abused or bullied, period. And to have a kid and it ain't like, you know, she forced a kid on you. You, it, it takes two, right? So. Participant. I try to tell, you know, when you have the, those talks with the youngins growing up, especially men, like your, your decision-making ends right after you ejaculate. Mm-hmm. You should have done what you needed to do to protect yourself mm-hmm. before that point. Mm-hmm. Because after you can give input, mm-hmm. but it is no longer your decision. So you need to make some choices before you get to that point. And as somebody that has made some really bad decisions, Jazzy can, <laughs> Jazzy can attest to that. Um, I've learned that we have so much, like people, I think people take, men take for granted their freedom of choice, their agency. And when you get in, like, I think sometimes people do reckless, dumb shit. And then when you're getting locked up or you're getting kids, men have this ability sometimes to escape into drugs, into other women, into their vices and have this thought behind them. Like, well, if I'm financially providing, I don't have to be physically present. Mm-hmm. Or if I'm financially providing, I can control everything around it because my money equals control and it doesn't your money equals you providing a baseline level of resources for a baseline level of quality of life it doesn't mean you get to control somebody mm-hmm. so i'm sorry but this shit really got me extra agitated this shit is just like super annoying and i like I feel sorry for that child and how when they're going to have like footage of this, you know, 10 years from now, 11 years from now, and they can see that and they can see the not only like the discord between their parents, but their their parents general disregard for them. Like it's sad. He called her a certified side bitch. But my, in my, in my, like, I'm just like, is that a diss? Like you, you're, you still impregnated her. Like, I don't, I would, like, what do you, I was so confused. confused. I was so like, confused. I was like, you know what? And this is, <sighs> anyway, that's enough energy on the, on the baby. And nah, but it, it shows you, well. it shows you his, his mental. Cause it's like, you are, you, you are side of aunts and uncles and you're having like, you know, vegan, bacon, saltfish, or whatever. And someone walks by, it's like, yo, she reading a book. And you're like, oh, big dish, bro. You really got me there, right? Or it's like, and you look at him, this nigga going to work. Oh, you really got me, bro. Oh, man, you, oh, I feel so crazy going to make money to, to take care of my fucking family and live my life, right? So sometimes you got to realize that the insults is it shows a lack of like yeah 
But like in herself. All these number one songs, like who, like, I don't understand, like who listens to the baby? Is it like little teenagers? Like, okay, so I have a problem with that. I he used to raise his hand. And it's like, no, 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 it wasn't me. It was Cameron. Cameron, it was in a car. She heard it when she was a kid and, and was singing, yeah, yeah. So I started listening to it. So I hope the kids' bop version. <laughs> no, is there a kids' bop version to that song? I'm sure there is, but <laughs> kids are into melodies, so they are. When it came on, and she was younger, she would be like, "Yeah, yeah, ha, yeah, yeah." <laughs> so I would play it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I don't. Generally speaking, I don't listen to the baby. I've listened to him on a couple of songs, like the Throat Baby remix, which was kind of a funny song. Um, but these days I, I sit with music for a longer time. So I find myself actually listening to a lot of stuff from 2010, 2014. Good. And like, now I listen to like, you know, like I said, Max B project that just came out. I'm trying to listen to that summer Walker. Like I'm trying to sit and like, listen to the whole shit or like over a week instead of like all in one day, I'll just like, you know, played a few different times in different moods and that kind of stuff. But the baby is the kind of person that has a, a following for like that concert festival kind of crowd. And he does have catchy music. Right. Um, but after this, I can't see people like I can't after this and good conscience listen to his music because what is he saying? Like, I, I just feel like we constantly listening. Literally in the thing, he said she told me to stop by and get some condoms before I pull up. I said, I don't have time. <laughs> this is what he's singing. Yeah, I mean, that's trash. And I think it's getting harder to separate man from music. Because what I will say, which is fucked up, too, is the other day I was out somewhere. What was that? Damn. Oh, I was at a I was at a baby shower and the DJ played R. Kelly. And I looked at him like, what the fuck are you doing, bro? Yeah. He was like, yeah, we got a fan right there. I'm like, no, my nigga, turn that shit off, son. Like, fuck out of here. He's playing Step in the Name of Love. And you know, you know, I mean, I I I honestly tried not I've been, you know, stopping everybody from dancing to R. Kelly. But sometimes a song will come on and you forget and you start wait. Oh, like, wait, no, no, no. I mean, if the song, yeah, that's fact. For me, it's the songs where he's like where it's what he is being charged with shows up in the song. That's the ones mm. I can't. It's hard for me to drip, drip, drip. The, I'm the, on you. The age ain't nothing but a number song. Yeah. Like the the Body's like calling. you're ready. Some of those just ah. yeah. <laughs> some of those, yeah. Step in the name of love. I, it would my it probably slipped my mind in the first couple seconds too. Mm-hmm. Um, oh man. Do we want to touch on pause? Do we want to transition to <laughs> um, why did you have to pause? <laughs> I said, because I was going to say, do you want to touch on Kanye? Or, I, had to, I had to park that. Do we want to discuss his recent interview on um, another platform? Or do we want to tackle white supremacy? Yay. <laughs> so I, have, I haven't gotten through the whole interview yet, but Yay did an interview recently on Drink Champs. And part of what he touched touched on was that he he basically called Big Sean ungrateful 
and gave some insight into some of the things he's experienced. He he basically said a lot about people getting opportunities and not thanking him and hearing where he's at versus where he used to be. When I was a big Kanye fan in college and I used to buy his albums and like open a CD and like, oh shit, it's Kanye. <laughs> to now, I'm just like, damn, bro. Um, I will say that I don't want to ever be that rich to where you have more problems, right? And what I mean by that is that um, a wise man, played number one in Squid Game, told me that a man with <laughs> a man without enough money and a man with too much money both have the same problem. And I I didn't really understand that until. I, I heard parts of the Kanye interview when I'm like, bruh, you should be on top of the world. And instead, you're actually minimizing your life to a fucking bag. <laughs> and you're walking around being like a purposeful hobosexual sleeping on couches <laughs> trying to figure out the deeper meaning. And I'm like, yo. This Kanye kid- was when I said he could sleep on my couch. Like, what you mean? Like, if he if he said, "Man, can I borrow your couch, P and L?" I would probably lock my kids' room and in my room and let. Would I let Kanye sleep on my couch? That's a good fucking question, Jazzy. I probably would. I probably but would. You, but that's what I mean. But that's this is the thing he brought up so many good points, but at the same time, crazy. Um, <laughs> we know. Like, don't call them crazy. It's like, don't I'm call building crazy. relationships. When you think about it, relationships are currency, right? So when you think about what does me allowing Kanye West to stay in my home mean, right? That gives you clout. That gives you a story. That gives you something that you can Money, hopefully in the future. He ain't paying these people. What do you mean? I want to pay my loans, <laughs> Pay my loans, bro. He's not paying to stay because he could go stay in a hotel for that. He wants you to allow him to stay in your home because of something he may have done for you in the past or, you know, something he may do for you in the future. And you're allowing him to, you know, be, he's allowing you to be in his presence, basically. <laughs> I mean, um, I think... But yeah, no, the he he I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 please, please. No, no, no. Um, no, it's interesting because I feel like we go through as men, we go through this thing where I, I know when I was younger, I wanted everybody to know that I could afford whatever. So in high school, when I was dead broke, I you know, I would try to be a walking billboard. Shit, we all tried to, right? We all wanted to be fit-ins and standouts, and now that I'm older and I've been more seasoned and life's kicked me in my scrotum a few times, I realized that what you really want in life is internal peace. You want to just be happy inside. And part of that I realize is that when you leave your home, people that you interact with are going to give you the energy based on what they're going through. And the more I learned, it's just like, yo, you wear watches for men. And I heard that his mind, what the fuck are you talking about? It's like, yo, when you wear a watch, who 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 talks about your watch? I said, well, it depends. He said, depends on what? If you got on like a like a fashionable watch, a chick might say, 
oh, that's a nice G-Shock. But you got like a watch watch on, a watch nigga, a nigga that's into watches is, is going to be like, yo, bro, that's a smooth watch. And I, I went to a wedding in Africa two years ago and everybody with a good watch was in a circle talking about watches. And when, when folks tried to walk up and, and ask about it, they kind of got like squid game daddy there. Like, you know, Paul and us, like, <laughs> this is a table for niggas that are of a certain aesthetic and you don't belong here, right? But what that made me think about was that in the business world and corporate America, there's so many subtle things that go on that tell people how to treat you. So when you got a suit on, women are looking at your shoes, men are looking at your watch, but some people are also looking at, you know, the fit of your suit. And then it's like, do you have a suit on with a pea coat? Are you James St. Patrick? Or are you like one of his workers? And are your shoes shine? Like this mad, there's like a whole psyche to how people interact with you that sometimes, and I've seen it because I've interviewed people People walk in the room and you can tell they try to figure shit out. They got their, their resume in a regular folder instead of like a portfolio, right? Like they don't have a, a good fountain pen. They have like a big plastic pen. There's mad little subtle shits like that. Now, if you know all the rules, you can fake the funk to an extent, right? But where I'm going with that is that I think what, what Kanye is talking about is that we get into the room and then got to learn the rules backward after we've already got kicked in our nuts. So we get to the point where we can partner with an Adidas or a Gap, not knowing that there's already rules that have been passed down for decades in that world that we find out in year five or contract three after we've lost out on so much. And I think that that is very telling of our community because we, we spend so much time trying to get into the rooms instead of trying to create our own rooms. And I think they purposely keep us in a scarcity mindset. And because we feel like if, if I don't make it right now for me and mine, it's the end of the world, it's harder for us to mobilize together and actually have the impact we should. Because it's our culture, right? Like, Off-White is fire because a Black man said, I'm going to take this sneaker and do more shit to it. I'm not going to do a lot to it. It's like minimal, like, it's like overt simplicity. It's like the beauty in simplicity. And as much as I say, yo, I'm not spending that much money on some off-whites, I kind of want to get some off-whites and because I like that kind of like subtle, it's the subtle, so it's the subtlety of the flex, like with the watches, right? If you wear a good watch and I'm not going to say what's a good watch because I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings, but if you wear a good watch, it's a subtle flex. So if I'm out and I see somebody with sweatpants on, but they have like a good, like a, a good watch on. I'll say something like, yo, bruh, it's a good watch. And they'll look like, oh, you too. It's almost like a, a secret society almost. Now there's also there's levels to it, because I don't have like Jay-Z watch money, right? But I think that it's the same kind of context to where, like, you know, if you have a certain kind of affinity for something like art and you walk into somebody's house and they have like a subtle flex of like hundred thousand dollars worth of art on their wall you're like oh shit right so there's different ways that you can kind of be in that flex mode internally for yourself 
as opposed to being a walking billboard. And I think that's also what Kanye was getting at too. But the rules plus the flex. So I do I do want to interrupt right here. Oh, please, please, please. Move my point. Um, he kept signaling our dependency on capitalism, but then on the other hand would highlight a lot of capitalists. Like I know Bernard or not. I know, I know, um, you know, just call in, what's his name from Tesla by, by his first name. Like, Elon, was Elon. you know, it's like, how can you say you, you know, this is why yeah. we're, we're lost and and all this stuff, but then that's what you exalt and that's what you look towards. So like for me, like I'm gonna put all my stuff in this bag and this is my house, but like I'm staying at this person's house and 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 those are flexes. It's like, well, what is what is the real message here? But Jazzy, I tell you, so just now when I was talking, I realized it's not straightforward because you're trying to untrain the aspirational aspects of how much is enough, which is capitalism, with the simplicity of internal happiness, which is what every religion that's Eastern-based teaches is like simplicity, like like intrinsic internal happiness, guiding your thoughts and doing more with less. And I think it's, it's very, it's not mutually exclusive as much as I think he just had so much money and he's worked so hard to get to where he's at that how do you then claw that back, right? Like, because even if he gave away half of his money, he ain't get his wife back, right? <laughs> like, so, and he ain't get his mama back, right? So it, it's it's tough because it happens to a lot of people. It's like you climb in this mountain, you get there. It's just like, damn, like, what did it cost me to get here? Mm-hmm. No, well, you know, like... I, I I watched the Drink Champs uh, episode too. I mean, interview, and he had a lot of a lot of interesting things to say. I think Ye is someone that I find myself I, I pay extra attention to what he's saying because I think oftentimes he is misunderstood and he isn't um, the best with articulating his own message. Sometimes, which is a little weird, um, but. Um, I think Kanye in so many ways was really trying to get to the importance of a, a triple bottom line, right? Like there's gotta be a social element to it. It's gotta be something that isn't that that allows the capitalism to not be so inhumane, you know, especially to us, you know, and and as someone who has succeeded in in with you know capitalistic ventures, yay, right? Um I think he kind of is like, yo, you could live this too, but we could do it for ourselves. We could do it to better the community, which would then be highlighting the need for that triple bottom line. Currently, we don't work with that, you know? Um, that's not the system we live in. Like, we we care about uh, shareholders. <laughs> that's the kind of world we live in. So um, I think he really wants to express that, but then there's all that type of, that level of depth and at that level of, playing that he's playing because he we are we are not living Kanye's life this this mm. man was talking about 80 bank accounts all of which I'm sure have tens of millions of dollars in whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> he himself has chef suit like as an as an East Flatbushian you know what I mean like I'm team Flatbush out here East Flatbush shout to shout to the 30s the 40s the 50s oh my God. shout to Church Ave shout to Lyndon Bully shout to Orton Uncles shout to the whole NA 
You know what I mean? Respectfully, Brooklyn Ave with it. You know that, you know that. You know what I mean? Shout out to my gas station. Shout out to um my, my spots on Utica, my CNJ. Shout out to my spots on Church, my bakery and all that. Shout out to my spot where I get my patties from and all that. I ain't telling y'all where. <laughs> but uh, listen, I don't got 80 bank accounts, but I got 80 restaurants. <laughs> the abundance. <laughs> the abundance. Um... No, nah, listen, yeah, but, but no, no, wait. But we're not but playing at his is, level. We're not playing at no, his level. We're not, so, I'm I think, not. I think. I don't got kind of money. Oh, and I think that, like, you know, that level of depth and what he's actually trying to do would drive anybody into psychosis. So, um, you know, there's also that. But I, you know, I celebrate Ye's freedom. I thought that shit was, I, he's, do, he's doing it. Whether you like him or not, whether you think the things are crazy or not. He's not, um, he's not failing. Something, something that he has hacked is working. The narcissism. <laughs> because it was clear. It was like the declaration. And you, you learn these things. It's the manifestation. It's saying you're going to do something. It is putting it out into the atmosphere. And like, we ignore those things, but it's because for us, it's like, oh, that's crazy. Why, mm-hmm. why do you think you're going to be the president of the United States? But he believes it. And when you believe what you say and you're call, you call that energy to you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, 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 it's interesting if nothing. Yeah. Else. Cause so, I mean, you could, but a part of one thing that's really, that I've found is that there is a certain level of narcissism that is healthy, you know? And that's that's something to be said. I know that a lot of people are like, you know, narcissism is the new buzzword, but it's a certain amount of it is actually very, very productive, like very useful. I think um, um, it's when it actually is harming a bunch of people that it becomes like an issue. You know what I mean? Um, Yay has always been, I mean, and he's always articulated this piece, at least pretty clearly that his mother always made him believe that he could do whatever he wanted to do. And he really, like you said, he really believed it. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes when we see someone actually believe it and produce results from that belief, that shit is astounding. We were like, nah, nigga, you have to have cut a deal. Mm-hmm. The Illuminati helped you yeah. get there. Right. And it's like, no, nigga, I actually believe my shit is fire. I act like it. You know what I mean? Whenever I can take a chance to do something for it, I do it. That's what that means to be on purpose on the, t- like mm-hmm. all the time, you know? So I, um, I don't know. I'm rooting for yay. That haircut. He says he calls it the Britney Spears. I need him, the Britney, I need him to do something different. <laughs> I need him to do something different. Um, but yeah. One thing he did talk about, the the part where he they were talking to Larry Hoover's son and talking about like what's going on in Chicago. And, you know, I guess before he left, you know, he could have certain people in check. Like that to me is sad because I do think that even though gangs do have this um, criminal element to them, they serve a purpose in certain communities. And when you purposefully cut the head off and leave chaos, you know what you're doing and what is going to be the the end result. And I think you have fatherless children running around a city with ammunition in their hand. And I mean, it's not that New York is 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 quiet or. I want to say because 
you you live in a hub for the uh the I do, but like I, I, it's not like I am running from gunfire all the time. Like you know what I mean? Or I worry about that. Like at least they 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 sometimes they be doing the guns the wrong way when you see it on the surveillance, but generally they but keep you the big homie over there. So anybody rocking with the big homie over there? <laughs> big but Jazzy. Think, <laughs> whatever. Um <laughs> But yeah, I thought it was interesting when he was talking about that because I do I do think that, you know, we need there needs structure. We need more structure in the in the community. Like No, like that the gang thing for me is tough cuz I lived in a few neighborhoods and I remember when that stuff took off and I lived between you know, two different gangs and I just feel like there was honorable people that took to that for, you know, whatever reason, but there was a lot of crash dummies, right? Like a lot of people that are just like rudderless ships, just running around, just crashing into anything. So it's hard for me to say that there's a lot of positive that comes from gangs because, you know, a turkey drive here and there, as opposed to terrorism domestically and feeding the system. Like, I don't know too many gang members that are going on to, get scholarships for college or right. become tradesmen because of the gang. Now, if, if, if the gang was about community protection and while doing so you're trained in um, civic works, <laughs> like you got to get a trade. If you join this gang, mm-hmm. you know, pick a trade fam. You got to be a carpenter, mm-hmm. a plumber. Mm-hmm. I could jack it, but I feel like a lot of what it is, is like I said, a lot of rudderless ships and um. Chicago, as an example, I'm just like, now, when I watch HGTV, they're going to these dangerous neighborhoods and buying homes and knocking shit down. And it's like, at some, and even on SVU, which is the worst law and order out there, we know, SVU, Ice-T was like, yeah, man, this is drill music. It's like they doing a job for us, man. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, it's an episode where... I saw it on the gram because I don't watch SVU. I'm team regular law and order. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm with you. I've never, I've never really been in. What I was an Thank SVU you. fan. So the, the pecking order is regular law and order, CI, then SVU. Now nah, you're wilding. You're wilding. No, SVU, SVU is that work. No, CI and because CI is criminal intent, but regular law and order is like they in the courtroom is like object, sustained, and, and they doing like more more like lawyer shit. Yeah, that's SVU why it probably resonate with you. I thought SVU was way more. Nah, because SVU is more like stable. It's SVU is police brutality. It's like they beat uh-huh. on niggas. <laughs> stable was beating on niggas. Fake stable was beating on niggas. But it was Bad okay because they molested a child. That's why. That's why nobody said anything. They were that's like, probably what that was. Stable was out here beating the fuck up out of people. That is the truth. And Stabler didn't just beat on on rainbows, right? Because I'm not gonna sit here and defend pedophiles. It was more so like Tarquell was just like walking home. It's like, Tarquell, where's the rape? He's like, I don't know, man. <laughs> slap, slap. I'm like, bro, you got to chill. And it was just like so much predatory shit on our community. Like all of them cop shows that feed like the machismo and all that is wild trash to me. But yeah, I don't watch any of that stuff anymore. It's just, they, None of it hits the spirit the same way. No. At all. Where was I going with this? Because I, I definitely lost my Real music, they highlighted. So Ice-T was like, yeah, man, it's like this thing called drill music started by Chief Keep out in Chicago. It's like they do the job for us, man. It's like, look, 
that's the uh, the victim's chain that he has. It's like he's just telling us that he's like advertising his crimes. And someone posted that and said, young black men, if they are doing this on a show, imagine what's really happening. And I know cops that work in the social media division and say, bro, they're doing the job for us. So I can't get mad when kids, now granted, it's not a hard line because what they do a lot of times is if you like a fucking Facebook post, they fucking are calling you a co-conspirator. That shit is trash. But this concept of drill music and looking to gangs as a way to uplift the, like all the street shit to me is not conducive to a healthy community because as I walk around my community and other communities, I'm just like, people are living in the fear, right? And I feel like, again, we need to replace the allure of the gangs in the streets with the allure of a trade, right? Like, I got a plumber, a carpenter, hood dudes that come through, and I'm like, yo, bro, if people knew how much money you made doing this shit, they would not be in the fucking street. And it's like, yo, I know, but, you know, I'm in shit all day. I'm like, yeah, but you making fucking, plumbers make mad fucking money, first of all, because if you call a plumber, he says, this is my number, you can't say never mind. <laughs> it's either you pay that shit and you right. fix it. It's their, their hourly rate for them to leave the house. So, I like, the, the gang aspect for me is hard to really get behind because I'm like, I don't know nobody that was in a gang and that shit took them to the moon and back. It took them to, to like jail. It took them to like being locked up and not being able to go to their mama's funeral. So that whole, we do need to organize our youth, but I think if Kanye's trying to get to a Larry Hoover to mobilize and reorganize, I can appreciate that. But there's so many things on the grand where it's just like they have like this hero worship of like the 80s and the 90s. Oh, this is a picture of Darquell on his BMW. That nigga dead and his kids are broke. What are we glorifying here? Son got a mural. Son got a mural. I just saw one of those pages the other day and I didn't think about it like that, but and the thing is listen, there's a there's an aspect to it of oh, this is the skate team. This is that that I'm fine with. The one account that I can I can rock with is Obi Square because he's just like, hey, young man, yeah, I think this shit was cool, but let me tell you what it really was. I can I can appreciate that. Because if you're telling the whole story, tell the whole story. Don't make it seem like, yeah, big rope chains and, because niggas in my family with the big rope chains went to jail for big years and was in shootouts over them big rope chains and, and they will tell you, it's like, yo, 80s and 90s, you couldn't even put on good clothes if you couldn't fight. <laughs> right? So I think now, <laughs> I think now people get to walk around and they think it's, oh, yeah, I'm fly. But coming up, you couldn't be fly if you couldn't defend that shit. So I think we are a generation far enough away where people forget what it really was. People from Crown Heights didn't go to Flatbush. People from Flatbush didn't go to Brownsville. People from Brownsville didn't go to East New York. People from Bed-Stuy didn't go to Brownsville. People from Bushwick didn't go to Bed-Stuy. Like, you really had to stay within a certain type of confines if you was in a certain kind of life. But then 
us being the good kids had to still navigate all of that shit. So when they want to talk all this gang shit, I'm like, what are we really talking about? If you're talking about using the gang leaders to reinfuse the community with a certain amount of leadership in terms of let's get away from that bullshit and actually be a community, then fine. But what I, I don't what, mean, el- what else is going to do it, though? Because they're literally out here just saying, I, last night I shot so-and-so, but like... And like, and people are buying, I don't, I don't, I don't get how it's like like such a commodity. And I don't understand how people can listen to it because there is, and, and PNL knows I get on him when he tries to bring us his new music and I shake my head because there's an energy to it. The drums we've talked about before, the drums are like war drums that they use. Um, it's funny because my cousin is here visiting from London and she was just saying like the only people that listen to drill, she's like, you know, people talk to me about drill, but the only people that listen to drill are the little hoodlums that go back and forth to jail. Like nobody else is listening to that music, but why did it get, hmm? Why did it get so popular? Yeah. Well, oh, it's easy. It's a machine music. behind it. Yeah, drill, drill music has always existed. I mean, people go on missions with, with that kind of music. I mean, it, it's that tribal kind of stuff. But what they did, and that's why Pop saw success, was that they mixed it with club-friendly beats. So now it's now it's party music. You know, so now so it's pervasive. So you can't, you kind of can't even control it because you as long as people can bop to it, it's going to be in... I'm a thot. Get me lit. Gun on right. my head. One in the head, ten right. in the head. You know what I'm saying? But it literally has been. It's all that music has always existed. Like people do. But then why are we? Why? Who, who's that? And this just leads me to like, who is pushing it? Who's who says the machine? The machine, right? The machine. Yeah. Because they'll sign a drill rapper, and that like people know like all the, all these drill rappers that are getting signed are like, yo, this is what's clicking. If I can make this. I can change my life, not knowing that what comes with that is now you're going to- Three more years of life, max. That's what- You're going to fight and so kind of like, so uh-huh. energy. You know what I'm saying? Energy. Yeah. Because I was listening to some King Von the other day and I was like, this kid died at 20 also. We just Everyone just dropping dead at 20 years old. It doesn't make and, any sense. And, beautiful, and they just beautiful killed Dolph. And they just killed Dolph. Now, Dolph wasn't yeah. making drill music per se, but it's um like the, the drill music that- and yes, Jazzy was instrumental, no pun intended, in getting me to stop listening to it as much because I realized that <coughs> the one, it's not good lyrics, but then two, all they're talking about is I went on this block and I caught a stain and, 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 and I'm just like, you niggas still live at home and got to go to the store for your mom, but you're talking about like what you want to do to another man and then when you on a bus going to school and you see this kid, that is like this videos of niggas getting slapped up on the train and and all that. And I feel like I wanted to get back to the it ain't gonna hurt nobody. <laughs> dancing, it ain't gonna hurt nobody. Right. So and then and then is white kids in in Wisconsin making content off of them getting slapped up on the train. Yes. And they're making, making money from it. Yeah. And they're also out here with, with dreads and are mocking the culture, tatting their faces up like. I'm an island boy. Right? <laughs> yeah, I'm an island boy. I can't. 
So I refuse, actually. Hashepsu, do you have a say word for us? Ladies and gentlemen, it brings me great joy to bring today's say word to you live and direct. Thicky, thicky, thinna. <laughs> okay, all right, y'all ready? Drum roll, please. <coughs> today's say word is brolic. 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 Brolic is an adjective. If you hear someone calling you brolic, it's a compliment. This means you're muscular, strong, or fit. Would anybody like to use the word brolic in a sentence? Oh, don't all raise your hands at once. Go ahead, PL. No, I go hold you, bro. Shorty ass is brolic. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, that's cool. Or, or, yo, listen, for next summer, I'm trying to be brolic, man. Gotta get my weight up and shit. You know what I mean? Right. Right, exactly. That would imply that you would like to be muscular. Yes, that is the person you see with the word brolic. Congratulations! Thank you, thank you. So, All right. now that we got that, can we talk about, do we want to touch on white supremacy real quick? I mean, the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict came out, and I feel like there's not much more to say about it. Maybe we can table that until we have the Ahmaud Aubrey verdict in. I feel like we don't have to necessarily dive into that. Yeah, you know what? If y'all want to park it for now, we can... Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. I would because, like, I think, I truly do believe that Black people, millionated people are, uh, you. we are the wave, right? Literally, we are the current. And so sometimes I feel like these things happen so that they can trigger us in specific ways. And then we relinquish our, our energy in ways that don't serve us. You know what I mean? All this, all this Kyle Rittenhouse shit is going to do is further deplete your belief in justice. You know, it's just going to kill your hope. Is That's what it's meant to do because they know that we're a very emotional people. We mm-hmm. dictate the, 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 the vibe. And I refuse to lend my vibe to this shit. These niggas suck my dick. We knew they was going to do this. We yeah. knew it. This Everybody knew. Like, we knew we it. Knew. So after a while, it's like, are we still gonna allow ourselves to be shocked and dismayed? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not here for the whole this is America post. We get that. We should have got that four shootings ago. I'm still what you know what I mean? Like the people who beat up what's his name? Um back in the 90s. What's his what's the, that fit? Rodney King. Yeah. They were all acquitted. We should have been, we should have been at this space that we're at now back then. Yeah. <laughs> That's how that's how much I don't want to give them. They've just been doing this entirely too much. It's it's ridiculous. You know what? I agree wholeheartedly with that. And I think on that we can switch to new music. I agree. And my song selection is by is it her or him? Hold on a second. I gotta find. Can somebody else go first so I can find my selection? Sure. Or stole me out. My um, my pick is not a new new song, but it's the latest piece of work 
from a Haitian artist that I really, really, really like. Her name is Reba Nairi. Nice. And um, and so the album is called- Shout out to my Zoes and Flatbush and all that. Shout out to my, my Flatbush Zoes and all that. Shout out to Flatbush generally and all that. That's, you know what I mean? that's nuts. That, this, that's- <laughs> anyway, so the song. Whoa, whoa! Why you hating on, on, on Flatbush for? What's the I'm problem? not hating on Flatbush. No, it's I'm you. Flatbush. It's you. And the hate. What did I do? So strong. So strong. What did I do? You switch sides like this. It's crazy. It's, it's scary. Crazy. Isn't it disorienting, Jack? I don't know it's what y'all talking about. Find the episode. Find the episode. We gotta hit um it's Sam for the for the for the episode. There is tons of of there's so much slander. There's so much slander. Find the episode, please. Oh well. The song <laughs> that I was listening to that I really, really like, the song is named uh Ezelie. Um and for uh the folks who don't know who Ezelie is, she is the great mother figure for in Haitian Voodoo. Um and so the song is named after her. And I really, really, really enjoyed it. I felt like the beats gave me a little energy today. And so that's my song pick for you. And the, I think the body of work is, I well, just look for Riva Nairi, Bohio music, and you should find nice, it. Nice, nice. Okay. Well, here I come with my commercial faves. <laughs> that everyone <laughs> waiting on the music that you can easily find. <laughs> Meg the Stallion. No, that new Adele is hitting. I like it. I haven't heard that it yet. Song is Hold on by Adele. Hold on. Okay. Okay. Is this Slim Adele or is this? Yes, this is Slender Adele. Okay. With her rich, with her rich black man. Ah, uh, so it's okay for never mind. I ain't, I ain't gonna go there. Never gonna go there. Why wouldn't it be okay? Interracial dating is a topic that I know sometimes we differ on. So it sounds like you're okay with this one because she can sing. (laughs) (laughs) Who said that? You just did. (laughs) Who said that? It's because, I mean, people, you love who you love. What do you mean? Okay, okay. Well, my song selection is by him. H-I-M, Her in Mind. And it's called In Between. And... It's a lovely, lusty song that'll get you through um, until her son falls asleep and you can, you know, leave the couch and go to her room to, uh, you know, Netflix and Thrill. And the body of work is no uh, is called About Last Night EP by him, H.I.M. So check out those selections on your favorite streaming platform. Um, my words for this week to leave folks with is to understand your energy, control it, live every day with an appreciation for you and yours, and that's all you can do with this life. Treat nothing as if it's a guarantee. That's dope. Uh, my uh, parting words are detachment. You know, we should all endeavor to just not take things too personally. Fellas, don't let her break your heart. Because that sounds like some real, like, <laughs> tributes. No, I'm uh, serious. I'm serious. I'm, I'm, one of my things that I want to do today is reread the four agreements. It just, I just feel like in a, in a time where there is much confusion, I would love to be impeccable with my words. So I'm going to mm-hmm. remind myself mm-hmm. of that. <laughs> 
There you go. Yeah. Um, it's cold, guys. I don't know if I. <laughs> like, it's really cold. It's brick. It's brick. And then, but then it'll be 70 degrees. And like, I get tricked. I get hopeful. I It's very disorienting. Yeah. And then it goes back to being 30 degrees. And I hate it. <laughs> so I just wanted to express that. So, you know, wrap up, wear your layers. That way, if it gets hot, you know, you can take off a jacket, take off a, you know, like a hoodie. So it's very good to remember. Okay. And for those that don't remember, Remember, four glasses of Remy, a hoodie, and a jean jacket is a winter coat. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure y'all check out episode 70. Like, subscribe, and all that. Over and out. No matter where we face, we must face the moment of truth, baby.